All right. Go ahead, Nate. All right, what's up, guys? My name is Nathan. I play the Soviet uh, Goliath shelver of God, I haven't done that since in a while. But anyways, my audio is going to sound like shit, and you're going to help me visit Walmart today. Nate's having a good old time today. Uh, Brian, you are actually at the top of my screen, so why don't you go next? All right. Let me click that real quick. All right. <laughs> I've accepted that we are recording. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Brian. I play Sarge. Uh, I may or may not be an amorphous blob of several raccoons encased in a trench coat, uh, but I am definitely a drunk, punching, trash munching, now kind of a healy boy, uh, spellcasting monk cleric type creature person. Uh, so I'm excited to really forget how to use all of my spells like I do with everything else I've been gifted in my monk classes. <laughs> And all of my feats that would have prevented everything from the last episode from happening. Yeah, that's fine. Shit happens. Hello, uh, guys. I'm Braden, and I play Steve, the paladin. And honestly, I'm excited because we got our level up, and this will be an interesting episode. I still haven't done that shit. Uh, you're okay. <laughs> you get the same shit as Braden, pretty much. Uh, and I am Ryan, your humble dungeon master, and welcome back to Goblins and Goblets, a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am humble. I made all this shit up on my own without any help from any of you, and never once gave any of you shit for fucking my entire campaign, at least twice at this point. Um, we are loosely based on the 5th edition rules of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, let's start. Brayden, why don't you tell us a little bit about your level up? We did Sarge's um, <laughs> level up last session, so. Okay, so as everybody knows, I got some more health, and then I got something that I'm super excited about. What's your that max HP? I cannot find. 76. Holy shit. Um, do, do, do. Where Can is anybody it? Anybody hear me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. 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 All right. I'm going to be speaking really loud because yeah. your asses are playing through the Bluetooth cassette. I was going to say, your audio has gone from subpar to total dog shit in a matter of seconds. We must have hooked to the Bluetooth. That's because you're literally being recorded on a cassette tape. Hell yeah. Not only are we being recorded on my computer, but also on a cassette tape. So for all of you listeners out there, this is coming from 1995. Yeah. Our audio is generally not great, but today is apparently going to be worse. We're literally time traveling with our audio today. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Um, what's the cool shit you get, Braden? Uh, starting at sixth level, I get Aura of Protection, which whenever me or a friendly creature within 10 feet of me must make a saving throw, the creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to my charisma modifier. Um think the or yeah the or is 10 feet so everybody gets a plus four to saving throws now plus whatever they add to saving throws normally oh we're gonna be saving the shit out of stuff all right so as nate said he's had quite the day and didn't uh level his character up but he kind of generally gets the same things as brayden usually because for some reason we have two paladins in the party basically he just becomes more beefy correct and he gets better get shit to make himself beefier. But moving on from that, um, so 
We last left off with Eddie and Steve standing in the cave of the Moonflower as Sarge kind of takes off running back towards his master. You and Eddie make your way back to the ship, and you and Chalvron spend the next couple of days while Sarge is off doing something. Um, you know that his master has passed, and you kind of just let him mourn. This is this is his home. Uh, he's going to need a couple days to kind of handle all of this. So you guys hang out on the island of Figaro for a few days, and while you do. You and Steve and Chavron, you guys go talk to some people in the town and try and get some information about the next step. You guys got the stick for the wand. Next would be the gem from the crown of King Theodore. And why don't the two of you that are here, uh, I'll roll for Chavron here. Dude, I'm rolling like dog shit. You rolled a nat one. Um, roll Ooh, me a history my check. Luck continues over even when it's not me. Yeah, you don't want me to roll. I I'd like to roll a d twenty until I crit before we start, and it took me a good two minutes to do that. Just fucking constant rolling. I got an eighteen. Okay, you know a little bit about King Theodore. You know that he was the king of the Northern Isles in the realm of Panyor. Uh, he was at one point like 20 or so years ago, sailing south to meet up with King Sigmus Rall, who is an Adrimal's father. Um, nobody, you don't, you don't know exactly why he was sailing south to talk to him, but you know, this is kind of a, a story in the realm. Sailing south, got, uh, his ship was besieged by pirates just off the cliffs of San Magenta, and his ship was sunk. Nobody ever... I mean, people have tried to go back and raid the shipwreck, but nobody's been successful because that area is extremely dangerous because of all the pirates that kind of swarm around there. So last... That's what we call foreshadowing. Last you or anybody you kind of talked to knew that would be where King Theodore was, is he went down with the ship off the cliffs of San Magenta and was never recovered. So... After giving Sarge a few days to mourn, he once again returns to the ship and you guys set sail, knowing where you're headed, kind of, sort of. You know you need to go southwest around the island to make it to the cliffs of San Magenta. Travis is also here now, so why don't you do your intro real quick, and we'll just keep right on rolling. Uh, all right. Hey, y'all. How's it going? My name is Travis. I voice play the character Vaxador, high elf, member of the High Nine. And let's do this. Hell yeah. Um, you guys sail up around the northern tip of the island, back around Quantro and down past Moth, and kind of cut into the like canyon almost uh, that is the Cliffs of San Magenta. You can sail in here quite a ways. It stays relatively deep right up to the cliffs, and it is just a sheer cliff face all around you. The ship has just enough room when you make it to the end of this canyon that it would be able to turn around, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, the ship that King Theodore was on was called the Dandy, 
and it looks like the dandy kind of was chased down this canyon and corralled by these pirate ships and then sunk. There was no escaping for them. So you guys sail your way down here and make it almost to the end of this canyon. Why don't you all roll me a perception check? Nate, you rolled a nine that time. I want to say your perception is only like plus two, plus three. Make a big choice. Which die do you use? Not I rolled tiny. that one. We're using that one. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how to do math. 25? Yeah, that's good. Sarge, you were standing on the front of the ship, kind of on that fucking pointy thingy off the front. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, keeping an, yeah, I guess. Uh, keeping an eye out for things in the water. And you guys are kind of approaching slowly down this canyon. And you make it almost to the end where you would have to turn around and go back out. And you see just under the water, just under the surface, there's what looks like the front end of a ship. Um, and as you guys kind of anchor up and take a closer look, you look down and you can see that the ship actually split in two so you are looking at what would be the middle part of the ship sticking up in the water and then it kind of makes like a triangle so the back is buried in the sand and the bottom and then it kind of comes up and then the front is buried in the sand at the bottom and then kind of comes up in the middle there um this is a this is a big ship so it looks like from where you guys are at on the surface to the bottom would be about 60 feet or so um it's probably 20 feet to the the shallowest portion of the ship that you can see from where you guys are at. Uh, Travis, there is some, I sent some swimming notes in the group chat. So you can hold your breath for um, one plus your constitution modifier. That is how many minutes you can hold your breath for. And then... Your movement okay. speed underwater is halved of your regular speed. So I think the lowest amount of breath holding right now is like three minutes. And then the lowest movement, your movement's probably also 15 feet per turn. But around is six seconds. So you guys have plenty of time to be able to swim down and check things out. Yeah, so you guys are anchored above the shipwreck. You can see kind of the midpoint where it's split on both sides. It's split almost directly in half. So you can see the jagged edges in the middle. Uh, it is uh, 20 feet to the shallowest portion and 60 feet to the bottom. Uh, I, I think the smart thing to do here is to send a couple people down who are good at swimming to just kind of take a look at things, come back up, and let everyone else know what they see. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea to split us up like that, Sarge. She could go down and we might need backup. I can tell you right now, I'm a really bad swimmer. That's not true. <laughs> You're actually the best swimmer in the party. Yeah. I'm a real bad breathing. You are the worst at breathing, yes. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Do you want to split the party and keep two people up top? Uh, Baxador, would you like to uh, head down and do some reconnaissance with me and then come back up and we'll pick up Sarge and Shalvron? No, oh no, I'm 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 perfectly fine up here on dry land. All right, serious pussy, let's go. Okay. Do you have any like water breathing spells or anything, Travis? No. Damn, we really did need Eddie. Isn't that the case every time? Yeah. We always need the person who can't be here. Okay, right, so let's go. 
So Steve and Sarge kind of walk down the uh, walk the plank, I guess, and use it as a diving board to spring up and jump into the water. This is the start of your timer. You have three minutes before Sarge runs out of air. Where do you guys go? Um, straight down to the ship. Which side? I'd say... Okay. Well, shit. Can't actually talk right now. Yep, nope. We already did the damn thing. Um, front of the ship. I try and communicate with hand signals for Sarge to head to the front of the ship, and I'll head to the back of the ship. Okay. It looks like you broke a burrito. <laughs> I'm trying to draw quickly. It is. A boat is just a burrito made of wood. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> who's going to the front? Who's going to the back? I'll go to the front. Sarge will go to the front and I'll go to the back. I'm also the fastest, so I'm already ahead of you and I already was going there. Okay. So we'll start with Sarge. Uh, do you, so as you kind of swim over towards the front half of this broken ship, there are three levels not including the actual like top deck. So when you kind of get over towards the broken end, you can see down inside of this half of the ship and you see there are three floors. Which floor would you like to explore? Uh, well, first of all, do I see anything on the top floor? Like uh, roll me a perception check. The poop deck. You mean like on the top top? Yeah. On the poop deck. <laughs> roll me a perception check. Oh, 14. You see, like, the usual stuff that will be on the top deck of the ship. You see a couple cannons that somehow managed to stay there. There's only, like, two, and you know the ship had, like, a shitload. You see a couple loose cannonballs that have floated down due to gravity and, like, lodged themselves against the steps to go up a level. Uh, other than that, you don't... I mean, you see the mast, the front mast on this side. You don't really see a whole lot other than that. Okay. Uh, I'll go down to the first level. Okay. Uh, as you swim into this level and make your way kind of slowly towards the front of the ship, roll me another perception check. Oh, no. Nine. Uh, you swim slowly, looking to your left and to your right. As you swim forward, you see a couple of skeletons with rusty old swords uh, jammed through them into the wall of the ship. You see a couple other loose swords and some random bones laying on the floor. You make your way towards the front and you see some crates that are floating up against the top floor or like the, the ceiling of this floor. Um, that's that's kind of all you see. We'll flash back over to Braden. Uh, which direction do you go? Which floor? You also um, see three floors. I would also go through the first floor. Like up top, top? Uh, Are you headed towards like bottom. the bottom? Okay, third floor, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so like the very, like the yeah. almost the hull of the ship. Yeah. Okay, uh, roll me a perception check. That's not going to be good. Five. You swim slowly as well, trying to keep an eye out for everything you could possibly notice while you swim through here. Do you have dark vision? I think you do. I have blind vision. Oh, yes. Uh, it's kind of dark down here because you're extremely close to the bottom of the sea in this area. And as you swim along the hull, you notice several cannon holes. Uh, you see some singed wood in this area. You notice some more skeletons over here. 
like two or three on this floor and you make your way towards the back and on the back wall you don't really see anything with your role uh back over to brian are you done on this floor you are muted how long has it been under two minutes minute 45 minute and a half go a minute and a half you're halfway through your breath right now I, I will swim back up to the top. Use whatever time I have left just to swim back up there to catch my breath. Okay. And then, Brayden, you still have another like two minutes, don't you? I have a total of five minutes. So. Oh, yeah. You have plenty of time left then. Uh, while Sarge swims back up to catch his breath, do you want to go to the next floor or are you not done on this floor? I'd like to take another look around this floor before I try and go to the next floor. Okay. Uh, roll. Ben? Uh, you don't notice much more than what I said. Now I'll go to the next floor. Okay. You are on the middle floor now? Yeah. Okay. You swim back out this floor, back out to the jagged edge of the ship, and bump up to the next floor. As you swim through this one, this one seems to be the galley. Uh, you notice a lot of tables and stuff that have kind of floated up towards the top of the, I guess, the ceiling. Uh, they're made of wood, obviously. As you swim towards the back of this floor, you make it to like the kitchen area, stuff like that. You see some barrels that were probably stocked with food at one point. This ship has been underwater for 20 years at least. So anything left in there is junk. You see some kitchen utensils, um, some loose bullshit um back over to sarge you swim up catch your breath and head back down are you onto the next floor or are you headed back to the same one um when i come up i would like to yell towards the ship everything i saw about the skeletons with the swords and the floating barrels just to let uh i don't i don't have my notes so i forget your name yeah just to let them know what i've seen okay uh and then i will swim back down to the same floor Okay. And I would like to investigate the barrels. Okay. Roll me a check. Roll me an investigation check. Oh, investigation. Investigation. Uh, three. <laughs> you know these are barrels, and they're made of wood, and they Makes have metal sense. bands around them. Because they're floating. Yeah. So that and checks that's, out. That's kind of about it. All right. Uh, do you want to go to the next floor? You still have time. Uh I will swim to the entrance of the next floor and see what I can see inside. Okay. Roll a perception check. How many fucking twos am I going to roll? You know, the last three rolls have been twos. <laughs> Nine. This would be the middle floor. So this is the front half of the galley. You yeah. and Steve are on the same floor at the moment. So there's a couple more tables over here. Uh, some other barrels kind of closer to the front, some more dead bodies in here. Uh, you notice a couple, like, sea creatures, some starfish, some shit like that. An octopus shoots out past you. Goddamn crustaceans. Um, back over to Steve now. Are you done on this floor? Yes. No. You should probably go get no. some air. I'm going to do another perception check, and then I'm ahead of prayer. Okay. God damn it. Eight. Nope. You don't notice anything. This is still just the kitchen dining room area. You swim out the broken edge and back up towards the surface as this octopus darts past uh, Sarge. And you kind of 
kind of give him a thumbs up or whatever. Give the tell uh, tell Sarge that you're not like you haven't found anything yet. He doesn't have to. He could lie. That's true. Or you could swim back up and tell everybody on the ship what you've seen, and they can fill you in. I'm gonna give a thumbs up to Sarge and then swim back up to the surface. Okay, so this is what I've seen so far. I've seen. I hand him a towel before he he gets too close too close to me. I'm not coming back up onto the shore or back You're up yelling from the like the surface yeah. of the water. Okay, so I throw, the, I throw the towel at him. Still, I would I have to make a roll to catch the towel? No, you can just catch it. Okay, I'd like to catch it and not let it hit the water, and then throw it back up at Vaxador. All right. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I I'm still in the water. You fucking dumbass. You, 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 you looked wet. I, do I need to explain the way water works? What to did you? you see down there? I saw the uh, galley. I didn't really see much else in that level. Uh, on the bottommost level, I saw not much. A couple cannon holes, a couple barrels, and some skeletons. That's pretty much it. And then I would like to dive back down. Yeah. Are you headed back to the same floor, or are you headed back uh, to the top floor now? Or, like, the first floor? First floor. Okay. You make your way back underwater and enter this floor. Roll me another perception check. There we go. I don't mean to interrupt, but there's a whole-ass fishing pole in the dumpster right next to me. I feel like you should pick that up and take it. Uh, No, looking at it, it looks like it's in a dumpster for a reason. It just looks very fucking up. Like obtuse for a garbage can. Fair enough. Uh, what did you roll, Quaden? Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Hold on, my notes disappeared because my TV shut off. As you make your way towards the back of this floor, this is kind of the crew area. But as you make your way towards the very back of the ship, you notice a much bigger room. You swim through the open door and kind of run your hand along the back wall. And you feel on the floor, up against the wall, you feel a button. 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 I'd like to make sure that I do not press that button. You don't okay. press the button. And I would like to swim back up towards the surface now, motioning when I pass Brian to, or when I pass Sarge to follow me. Okay. Uh, Sarge, do you also head towards the surface when you see Steve? Yeah. You guys surface. Okay. So, on the first level, I found a larger room, and it appeared to have a button, so I'm guessing this room is important somehow, and I feel like we should all go check it out together. Or it could be a dastardly trap. Make a valid In which case, we would need all of us. Yeah. Either way, that's still a full send. Mm, somebody should guard the ship. Like to climb the ladder? Okay. I would like to push Travis, or not Travis, I would like to push Vaxador into the water. Um, make opposed strength checks. Well, I'm not going to win that one. Are you afraid you of the water? You almost guarantee huh? Are you afraid well, of the water? No, I'm just saying someone should watch the boats. Maybe the captain you know should watch the boat. So, I said someone, boat. I didn't say me, I said someone should watch the boats. Eddie okay. and Big Daddy Bill are on the boat. Mm-hmm. In case he ever wants to play again, his character lives on the ship now. So what are these roles? No, Steve push Vaxador in the water? 
But I can almost guarantee that I don't. My, track my strength is a ten, just base. So it's yeah. Unless I just roll a nine. <laughs> what did you roll, Brayden? What did you roll, Travis? A nine. I throw myself in the water. <laughs> did you roll in that one? <laughs> no, I rolled a two plus two. Oof. Usually is very high. You kind of go to grapple Vaxador and chuck him in the water and end up slipping off of him and slipping on the deck. And <laughs> he slips where when he threw the towel back up, I ringed it right there in front of me. So he slipped on the water. Like, Ew! Uh, okay. Oh, well, I just so, think he landed on Sarge. Like Sarge is just floating up to the water. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and Steve just flops right on top of him. There's a guy just falling on top of him. Roll for uh, belly. Roll for belly. It's back. <laughs> Yeah, ooh, roll for a roll for a goddamn it! If I had a dollar every time this happened, <laughs> so Eddie and right. Big Daddy, Bill I will are also join, jump into the- or on the boat. Sorry, you want to jump in the water, Nate? Yeah, I'll also jump in the water with. And sorry, I'm distracted. There are two guys fist fighting in a church parking lot. While he just jumps off, I'm like taking off all like like robes and like garments I don't need. I'm neatly folding them. Taking off trinkets, just neatly tucking them away. Put them, put them away, nice and there. And I take the steps down. I don't jump in. I take the steps down. Okay. You carefully climb down your ladder after folding all your clothes and clothes and stuff, and making a nice neat pile on the deck. And slowly, toe first, enter this. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, nice. definitely do toe first. I'm like, ooh, ooh. I got. I ease myself in there. Yep. This is nice tropical water, so it's not not terribly chilly. You slowly lower yourself into the ocean. Uh, okay, would, so everybody's in the water. What do you want to do? I would like to climb back on the boat and try and talk to Billy. <laughs> you cannot climb back on the boat and talk to Billy. Can I climb back on the boat? Sure. You can't talk to Billy. Okay. You climb back on the boat. I throw all Travis's clothes off the boat. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you climb back up to the top, and as you press the top of the ladder, you see this nice neat pile of stuff off to the side, and you just kind of, boop, like a cat pushing shit off the edge of a table, you just fucking knock that shit right into the water. You might as well put it back on now. <laughs> um, okay. And I would like to yell down, hey, your shit fell off the boat! <laughs> I don't buy that. I see through that. You, you can make me roll, but I don't buy that. It just threw, it fell out. You don't have to buy that. I don't buy it either. Uh, Vassador, you regather your belongings. Uh, Sarge, do you jump back in the water? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys are all in the water. Would you like to swim to this button? Yes. Wookie. Uh, you guys dive down underneath the waves, make your way back into this jagged half of this... What was once a majestic ship? Hold on, Nate's car is playing us a tune. Bade that no, in and sorry, out I'm getting out of the car, car, so my audio, my audio will improve here in a couple minutes. I was just subtly freaking out because I came within like 10 fucking inches of hitting a deer. Uh, you guys make your way back to this chamber, this bed chamber at the back of the ship, and Steve points out the button to everybody on the floor. Since he found it, I won't make you guys roll a perception check. What would you guys like to do? I press the button. As you press the button, you notice bubbles on the wall start to appear. Tiny bubbles rushing up through the top, and a small compartment opens. And inside of this compartment is an ornate gold jewel-encrusted crown. I'd like to do an investigation check. 
Okay. Where the crown's sitting. Okay. Roll. Eight. Uh, the crown is sitting in a small hidden compartment in the back wall of this bedroom. Mm. I point at Brian and or I point at Sarge and point out the crown. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you grab it. Uh, I look at Travis or I look at uh, Vaxador and I'm like, you know, the whole you, me, 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 you, you, me, me, you, me, you, you, see me. you, you see me. <laughs> you, and then you, I go, you, you. yeah. And then I like do a bunch of like military style hand movements and I go ha, 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 and just like point towards the crown and I'm like I want to roll what is that insight if I can understand what he's saying yes let me see if I understand his hand motions that's a five no you have no idea what the I fuck he's talking about be bad. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like <laughs> how far away is the crown <laughs> you guys are standing in front of the center of this open compartment on the back wall like, okay I grab it and I just start swinging away uh, as soon as you grab it, you guys disappear. Uh, you are no longer underwater. You have reappeared in some strange plane. Uh, you all kind of appear a couple feet above the ground. Everybody make a dex save to see if you land on your feet. Of course. Remember, everybody gets a plus four to their saves. Everybody gets a pl- uh, plus four to their saves. Add it on top of your save. Add it on top of your save. Correct. If you're within, what, 30 feet? 10. 10 feet. Eight, 18. That's good enough. 14. That's not good enough. 28. Uh, that's plenty good. Uh, Damn. I need to roll for Nate. Oh, okay. You are. Uh, Nate's, Nate's <laughs> I, like, I rolled a 14. Um, you guys reappear up, a couple sorry. feet above the ground. You're good. I rolled for you. Uh, you saved. You guys reappear a couple feet above the ground in this strange hot plane. Uh, everybody except for Steve lands on their feet, who lands on his ass. And in front of you guys, do a superhero landing. Sure. Uh, you appear, (laughs) you fucking punch the ground with your knee and your fist and look up. And as you look up, there's a skeleton with his hand, his head on his hand, just asleep in a throne. And as you guys kind of make all this noise and appear, he wakes up and he goes, no, okay. What? Who are you guys? What are you doing here? Sneak. I sneak. Um, okay. Roll sneak with disadvantage. It's not going to be good. <laughs> God damn it. That's when I roll a crit 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's it at? 21. Uh, that's good enough. I rolled like a crit 20 hide. 16 plus 7. I'd like to try and hide behind Sarge. Sarge disappears. He superhero lands and then is just immediately gone. Nobody actually that's like, that, that was that was higher than a twenty one. My math is just really bad. That's yeah, like a twenty four. Uh, what was the king's name again? Theodore. Uh, are you King Theodore? Uh, I am. Yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? And uh, thank you for bringing my crown. And you see, as you guys kind of survey the scene and the skeleton... I'd like to point out that he probably does not know where his crown is, since Sarge disappeared. Uh, okay. As you guys landed in this room, you survey the scene, you see the skeleton sitting on the throne. Sarge, as you hide, you feel the crown in your hand disappear. And as you were all talking to the skeleton sitting in the throne, the crown appears on his head. Well, that's a fucking problem. Uh... 
My name is Steve, and uh, my friends and I brought you your crown. We mm. were just bringing it to you. But you see, nobody knew that this was how you get my crown back to me. By grabbing it in this shitty ass ship that sank fucking forever ago and I died on. So I feel like you were probably there to steal it. Why don't you roll me a deception check? Okay. No. Yeah, no, he ain't gonna believe Jack, I said. <laughs> did you crit fail? Yes, I did. Yeah, I only rolled an eleven. I didn't give this guy have... intelligence modifiers or anything, so I feel like you no. We were there to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear from the shadows, like across the room behind a pillar. <laughs> you hear Sarge say, "You were there no, to steal I, it." I didn't. I didn't roll anything because I'm not rolling for that. I feel like no, no. He said that because he crit. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I went to say, uh, we were bringing your crown to you. Uh, we just happened to be trying to steal it first. I mean, shit." Uh, and he says, ah, yes, I figured as much. I, everybody roll initiative. Yeah. Got him. All right. So, what did everybody, what's everybody's initiative roll? At one. You're rolling really bad. I told you at the start of this that today was a bad roll day. Oh, I need to roll for Nate. Nate, you crit. That's a 20. You bitch. Ah, cool. A uh, 12. Oh, shit. 22. 22? Fuck out of here. Did you roll a nat 20? Was that first? Right. Nineteen. Nate, you go first. Um. Well, I'm just really gonna swing at him. That I'm a paladin. That's about what I do. Do you have your sheet? Because I don't. I can only roll for you. I don't know anything else. Um. I have a morning star, so all I remember is if I hit, it's a D8. I believe it's a D D8 plus five because okay. I don't have it pulled up at the moment. So swing for me. See if I hit. Uh, you roll a 13. I don't know what your modifier is. Uh, I believe plus three. Oh, attack uh, modifier. No, plus yeah. five. Uh, you do hit. All right. Well, then two I'll get my shit pulled up here soon now that I'm back. All right. Those are you guys. That's the king. And you're an X and you're just fucking gone. Okay. What's your what's your damage modifier, Nate? I believe it's plus five. All right. You do seven damage. Uh, you get two attacks, correct? Uh, yeah. That one doesn't hit. I rolled a nine. All right. Next is Travis. Hey, you get to be a gold star. Cool. For the Soviet Union. Mm. It's just one guy, right? Here. Yes. How far? How many feet in front of me is he? 30. Oh, well, actually, that doesn't work for that. Um, I'm going to cast... Oh, actually, no, that's not what I thought it did. No, and never mind. I'm just going to actually just do... um. Just to get a gauge on him, I guess. Uh, I'll cast Eldritch Blast. So that's three beam. Uh, that's two beams at level five. Since we're at six now. Yes. Did you level up? You did level up. Yeah, I, t- I did that actually during the show. Uh, during the beginning. <laughs> um, okay. So all right. Roll for beam number one. Beam number one. That probably didn't hit. That's a fourteen. No. And that definitely didn't hit. That's a nat one. No. Yeah. Uh, you kind of from the hip pull out your fucking six shooter fingers and go pew pew and uh, try and do some fucking fancy shit and fucking blast the wall behind him Uh, he is next so since 
Chavron is kind of standing right in front of him. He's going to take a swing at you. Miss with both. Fuck me. I can't roll. Cool. Uh, he's going to take two swings at you with his fancy sword. Misses both. And then as a bonus action, he says, help me. And three more motherfuckers appear in this room. Uh, and these are just skelly boys. <clears throat> this crew. Next is Brian. And I'm the one on the X? Yes. Okay, how far up until that last pillar in front of me? Uh, probably like 25 feet. Oh, uh, can I try and move there with stealth to still be hidden? Yeah, roll a stealth check. Hey, it's a 19. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a 1, so yeah, you're good. So, if I attack with a spell from here, would I get advantage? Uh, on... Yes, yes, because you're hidden. Sweet. I am going to cast... Oh, yeah, that has a range of 120 feet. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt, which is the first spell my character has ever casted. (laughs) This is an actual spell, so it takes one of my spell slots. Um, I'm going to make a ranged attack, a ranged spell attack against uh, the big bad, the one that was originally hit. Yeah. Does a 22 hit? Yes. Okay, he takes 4d6 radiant damage. Okay. 5, 1, 2, 6. 6, 12, 14, yeah. He takes 14 radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against him before the end of my, my next turn has advantage. Because he is covered in mystical dim light. Uh, next in the order is one of these skelly boys. He is going to zoom down here. Uh, who wants to be the arrow and who wants to be the check mark? I'll be the check mark. All right. He's going to attract, attack Travis uh, and rolls a four plus four is eight. I assume that misses. So he kind of yeah. jangles over to you, pulls out a short sword and takes a swing. And uh, you just kind of take a step back and then take a step forward after he's done. And he just fucking completely misses you. Uh, Brayden. Yes. Your turn. Okay. Um, how far away am I from the king? 30 feet. Okay. I would like him to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 15. Does a, what does a tie do? Goes to the attacker. So I win? Correct. Okay. One humanoid of my choice that you can see within range must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by me for the duration. While the target is charmed in this way, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears on its head and a madness glows in its eyes. The charmed target must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. So... On his turn, I'm going to have him attack his nearest skeleton to him. Okay. Be this guy. Okay. Uh, Nate. Yeah. Your turn. Need me to roll? Uh, Yes, please. Uh, I will attack. Plus whatever. What's your... 12 plus 5. That hits. All right. And then 10 plus 5 does not. So that's a 1 plus... Plus what? (laughs) Uh, plus five. So six more damage. 
zoom down to that. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Um, not at the second. No. All right. I'm still trying to get my shit all together. This skelly boy is gonna come over and give you a swing. Uh, that's an eight plus four is a twelve. That's not gonna do it. He kind of jangles over to you, pulls out a short sword, takes a swing, falls on his butt. Next is Travis. Me. You got this homie right in front of you, and then you got three over there. You said those those guys down at the other end are 30 feet away? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to cast, I'm guessing they're like mini versions of this big guy or something. Yeah, they're just shitty skeletons. All right. Well, big skelly, big skelly boy. Uh, I want to cast. Oh my. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I want to cast enemies abound. Okay. So what that is is you reach into the mind of one creature you can see and force it to make an intelligent saving throw. A creature automatically succeeds if it is immune to being frightened. I don't know if the skeleton is. No. I'd like to point out I do have it charmed right now. Correct. I'm you cast crown of madness, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, okay. I cast Crown of Madness on that skeleton already. Oh, well, on a failed save, the target loses the ability to distinguish friend from foe regarding all creatures it sees as enemies until the spell ends. Each time the target takes damage, it can repeat the saving throw or ending the effect on success. So make make an intelligent saving throw. Uh, 16 plus 3, 19. Ah, yep. It, right, so I think it does. I don't know if it does something for half or not. I don't think so. Mm, on a failed. No, nothing. Okay. You point your finger at this thing and a nice. Light glow, light yellow glow comes out and streaks towards him, hits him, and he kind of shakes it off, still wearing this jagged crown of iron on his head. Uh, also, his actual golden crown of iron or golden crown of crown. Next, we have the king. So, who's he attacking? The closest one to him? Yeah. All right. He strolls up to this boy here. And gives him a good, good swing. Hits and does six, four, plus five, 15 damage to the skelly boy. The skelly boy is not looking great. Uh, is that the end of his turn? No. Okay. He has to use both attacks? Yeah. Ooh, he crit. That skeleton's dead. I'm not even going to bother roll damage because I don't need to. And... Now that it's the end of his turn, he can make a wisdom saving throw again. Um, 11 plus 3, 14? No. Alright, crown stays on his head. Next we got Brian. How much movement would it take for me to move around the back of this altar tomb thing, whatever it is, the big rectangle, to the other side of the, the big bad? So like over here? No, 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 like to right. I'm, bas- I'm trying right to I'm trying to uh, flank him. Flank him. Hmm. Uh, it's 30 feet to get across the room. So like 35, it'd be under your 40. You'd be able okay. to do it. I'm trying like, to get to like here. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm trying to go. Basically me and uh, who's up there? Chalfron. Yeah. Me and Chalfron. Uh, I want to flank the big bad between me and him. Okay. Yeah, okay. Wait. You did. <laughs> uh, sick nasty. Let's go ahead and do a bonk. Okay. And I just close my 
phone, so I don't have my character sheet. Really I'm dumb. dumb. Uh, all right. Dubonk. Ooh, 14. Uh, that does not hit. You get to roll well, with advantage, though, because he's flanked. Is that what we figured out last week? Nope, that's, that's less. But I get double attack. Okay. 15. That doesn't hit either. Crit 20. That hits. Uh, okay. So crit 20 hits. So that one hits. And now I got to go through all my monk shit. Oh, my dumb monk shit. <laughs> so much stuff. All right, so that bonks for... We'll do the damage first. Nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. Then, bing, bong, boom. I will use, no, I won't use that. I will use, where are you? There it is, Flurry of Blows. I will spend one Kai Point to make two unarmored strikes, and my unarmed strikes count as magical, so there's no resistance, so that should be a 1D, 1D6 for monks, right? It's been a long time since I had to do monk stuff. Yes. Yes. I think it's a D. Is it a fifth level? So it's 1d6 now. Okay. So I rolled 2d6 for unarmed strikes. Two unarmed strikes for spending that. Six. Four. So an additional 10 damage. Um, yep. No, that's, that's all I'm going to do. That's the end. Okay. Uh, you run over to him, take a swing at him with your quarterstaff and miss. And then as you swing, you kind of slide it back up onto your back and give him a couple punches. And he takes some damage, but he's still looking okay. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. We got a skelly boy next. This boy in front of Vaxador is going to take a swing. I can't roll for shit, so he rolled three plus nothing high enough to get him to hit Vaxador. So he does a little bit more jangling to try and intimidate you. Jiggles his bones a little bit. Takes a swing. Fucking drops his sword because he's a dipshit. He Brayden. Yes. You skip, skip. Uh, you have to use your action. Yeah, I have to use my action to maintain maintain control of him. Okay, back to the top. We got Nate. Two more bonks. Yeah, I rolled a nine and a seven plus five for both of them. Doesn't hit with either. All right, bad rolls for me. Um, Travis, skelly boy in front of you. This big oh, boy is charmed. Got the skelly boy behind Shalvron. Um, I'll cast just uh, it's um, improved pack weapon. It's a cantrip, and then I'll I'll boink it with my um my uh, great axe. Okay, you hitting the skelly boy in front of you? Yeah. Nope, that's not a d twenty. That is eighteen. That hits. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Now I need you. That is. 10, 10 damage. Okay. Uh, you take a swing at him with your mystery axe. Kind of cleave some bones off of him. Still alive, but if he had blood, he'd be bloodied. Uh, next, the king is going to go. Who is he attacking, Brady? Oh, son of a bitch. I forgot I had that. Damn. Uh, the one closest to it again. Okay. Uh, so he kind of... Pushes past Chavron here. Nope, no, he doesn't. He moved. He invoked opportunity of attack from me because I have the sentinel ability. Okay. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, because he moved, 
away from me, I get opportunity of attack. If I hit him, his movement speed becomes zero for the rest of his turn. Okay. Also, when a creature within five feet of me, well, I guess moving out of my range is before he makes the attack. Uh, so yeah, I just make an opportunity of attack. Attack of opportunity does a nine hit. No. Nope. Doesn't matter. All right. He makes his way over Finally to the skeleton. I remembered I picked up that feat at level one, used it for the first time, didn't work. And I believe he misses both times. Oh, no. He does hit that time. Six. Ten. All right. This dice is How much movement seven. speed does he have left? Um, Like 25 feet. Okay. I'd like him to move between Brian or between Sergeant Shalfron past them again. He doesn't move. He wouldn't move past them. He would just move back here. I'm saying keep going. Okay. Shalvron gets an attack of opportunity. opportunity. But Brian wasted his, so. All right. I actually Uh, have my stuff so I can roll for you this time. All right, because I can't roll for shit, so you're going to want to roll your own stuff. All right. All right. Yeah, combined, that's an 18. That hits. All right. Yeah, that's much better because I rolled an 8. Yeah, well, I rolled a 1 with my D8 here, so. Fair enough. He's getting a total of six damage. All right. Does he really go to a movement speed of zero if one of those hit? If I hit Brian hits him. Okay, then move him back between Brian and, or between Sergeant Shelton. I already used my attack of opportunity. I know. I'm placing him back so you two are flanking him again. All right, now he gets to roll to save. Uh, Does a 19 save? Uh, Yes. Okay, so as you direct him to walk all over the countryside here, (laughs) As he finishes his turn, the crown made of iron dissolves on his head. And he goes, what? What? What the fuck were you doing to me? And he's annoyed. Um, Next is Brian. Uh, Give him a good old-fashioned bonk. Good old-fashioned bonk. Good old-fashioned bonk. I'm using a new die since Uh every single roll was a two. Eighteen? That is. Hey, so my first attack hits four. Where'd you go? Seven plus four. Eleven damage. All right. I will not use that. I'm going to spend a high point to use Flurry of Blows from my first attack. So I get two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. So... I get two attacks. I can spend this on the first attack and still get my second attack, right? Yes. Second attack isn't a bonus action. It's just the second attack. Correct. All right. So two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Yeah. D6. Six. Six. Oh, 12. Then I'll take my second attack. Ooh, that's a... 16? Uh, that doesn't hit. Nah. That's unfortunate. Um, I'll stay here. That's it. Okay. Next, we have a skelly boy. He's going to take a swing at Chavron. Fucking can't hit for shit. So, Brayden, you are next. Okay. I would like to bonk the skelly boy near Vaxador and I. Okay. 
That's going to be an 18 plus 5. That hits. Okay. Uh, 9 damage. Okay. Is he still up? Yes. I'd like to bonk him again. Okay. That's a 16 plus 5, 21. That hits. 6 points of damage. That's exactly how many you needed to kill him. So you break this spell... Run over to this skelly boy who's been swinging at your friend Vaxador. Give him a good slash and stab, and he falls to bones on the floor. Back to the top with Nate. All right. I'm really going to break the cycle of what we've been doing, so I'm going to swing again. All right. Who are you swinging at, the skeleton or the big skeleton? Uh, I'll take on the big skeleton. A big skeleton for a big guy. All right. All right. Does 14 hit him? No. All right. Well, I don't. Then I'll... Go for my second roll. All right. Yeah, no, that doesn't hit him either. Okay. Didn't crit fail, but sure as hell didn't hit. Take two good, good swings and do two bad, bad misses. Travis. Yeah, that skeleton's dead. Travis, you're next. Uh, this skeleton is also dead. So, okay. Um, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Well, maybe that one. Can I run up to um I can I can run up to Brian, right? Like that would that wouldn't be a whole action or would that be my whole action? Because it's thirty away. Movement. Um, movement, yeah. Damn. Options here. Options, options, options. Okay, I'm gonna go up to Brian and I'm going to touch him. And now Brian can use fly. Okay. You sprint across this battlefield and Grab Sarge by the ass cheek, and now you can fly. Is that all you would like to do? <laughs> As you begin to levitate off the ground. Uh, next in the order is the king, who is going to take a swing at Shelvron. Uh, how far away is the king from me? Five feet. Oh, okay. That activates my sentinel ability. When a creature within five feet makes an attack against a target that isn't me, I can use my reaction to make a melee attack against that attacking creature. Yeah. Go for Sweet. it. I Send my it. ass and defend it. Oh, that's an 18. That hits. That hits. That's a... Ba, ba, ba. Why do I keep losing my 1d8? Maybe you take six points of damage. Oh, big sad. Uh, five damage. Okay. But, but I will spend another Kai point because I did make a melee attack against it. Use Stunning Strike. Okay. Uh, con save. Uh, 18. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Why does player. every time I use this, something that doesn't have constitution is like, I rolled a 35. Well, I rolled a 17 plus one. Yeah. No 35. You use it against people who don't have con, and they're like, yeah, I rolled 20. Like the giant. <laughs> okay, well, the save is 14, so fuck you. <laughs> uh, Nate, you take six points of damage, and then he's going to swing at you again. All right. It's And does... That's better. So do I get another one? No. No, you don't your reactions this round. Nah, that's fair. It's a reaction. 16 points of damage from that attack. Oh, cool. I'm doing great. Uh, but that is the end of his turn. Next is Brian's actual turn. And you are flying now. Um, 
I would like to fly directly above him within melee range and give him a bomb. Does a 22 hit? Yes. Okay. That's the first one. Five plus four, so nine damage. Okay. And my second attack, that def, that's a 22. That hits. Seven damage. Okay. Um, and I only use three. Still have two left. These are all actions, aren't they? Yeah. Um, that's all I do for now. Okay. Uh, this is not the best looking skeleton you've ever seen, but he's still standing. Brayden, what you gonna do? Um, can I reach the King Skelly? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna give him a real quick bonk. Okay. Uh, that's not gonna bonk him. That'll bonk him. 21. That hits. 21. Uh, uh, Nate, you take another four points of damage because I forgot to have the skeleton attack. So he hits you for four. I'm doing mighty healthy over here. Eight points of damage to the king. And All right. I would like to say, hey, uh, king, I fucking made you kill at least two of your friends. So fuck you. Okay. Uh, back to the top with Nate. Yeah, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of shivin. I take another swing. <laughs> and all right, come on. There we go. All right, yeah, first one misses, not even going there. Um, 16 hit the king. No. Well, shit. Two swings. Back to my street. Two misses. <laughs> uh, Travis, you're next. Um, wait, when did I move? Oh, yeah, I did. I made him fly. I was like, when the fuck did I get up there? Um, at this point, I'm just going to. Um, oh, that wouldn't work against this. Um, I'll just cast um, Hexblade Curse. So, do I need to explain it or do I just go? Uh, yeah, give us the gist. Okay, so you can place a baneful curse on someone as a bonus action. She's one creature you can see within 30 feet. The target's curse for one minute. The curse ends if the target dies, you die, or you're incapacitated. Until then, I gained the benefit. I gained a bonus to damage rolls against the cursed target. The bonus equals my proficiency bonus. Any attack roll you make against the cursed target is a crit on a nineteen or a twenty. And then if the target dies, if the cursed target dies, you regain hit points equal to your warlock level plus charisma modifier. So um, I thought that was your bonus action, not yes. your actual action. No, I know. I'm so I'm so, I'm rolling. Okay. I'm a rolling. Ow. Oh. Man, that almost that was a sixteen. It looked like a nineteen. Um, I was like, I was like, what? Fucking crit! <laughs> uh, no, so uh, what? So six? Yeah, no, sixteen plus uh, my modifier. Uh, uh, that hits. Yeah. Okay, I figured it was. Okay, and then for damage, that is you. Why do I suck at rolling damage? Um, that's nine. No, that's enough to kill it. Does not. No. Tis not. That's what I thought. Alrighty. Would you like to do any other things? I think that's all you can do. Uh, he is going to go next. Uh, I know what Brayden wanted. He wanted attacked, so he's going to get it. There's an 18 hit. Uh, he attacked yeah. within five feet of me. I get to Sentinel. Go for it. Great 20. So double roll? Yes. Brayden, you take 14 damage. Do I add... 
proficiency to both rolls or roll twice then add proficiency? Roll twice and then add proficiency. Okay. Five, seven, 12 plus four, 16 damage. And his enough. movement is reduced to zero. That's fine. Brayden's within five feet of him. 16. Math is hard. Uh, okay. So he hits you on the first attack and crits on the second attack. This is a lot of damage, so hold on. I did my best, Brayden. Oh, that's all good. I was uh, on 18 a- points of damage. I was just making sure that Nate wasn't hit anymore. Uh, you take 18 points of damage. Brian, it's your actual turn now. He is not looking great. Uh, he's three. Should do that. Oh, not that. Uh, mm, a bonk. Bonk. All right, go for it. Seven, 14 plus 7, 19. That hits. 14 plus 7 is 21. That's hard. 19 hits too, though. Uh, 7. Damage? Yeah, 7 damage. Okay. Second attack. All right. That hits. That's a 26. All right. How do you want to finish him off? Um, so I'm, I'm in fly mode. Yes. And I feel like I just like, the first attack, I just like, just like right above him, just like kind of jab him in the head so he looks up at me. Okay. He looks up and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And I just kind of like just bring it down with the vengeance of God from the heavens and just split him in half okay. as I descend upon him. You make the killing blow on the skeleton and he falls to the ground dead. You have solved my skelly puzzle as he falls his crown falls off his head. His bones turn to ash. You guys are in a room. I guess I the other skeleton turns to ash as well. Yeah, they've been gone. Yeah, I grabbed the crown. No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't grab the crown. I yeah, thought okay. about it, and I was like, no, no don't do that. No, don't do that. Why don't you go make me a perception check first before you grab the crown? Uh, 26. Yeah, okay. Seven. No. <laughs> you see the skeleton had a cool sword that's laying on the ground now. I grab that. Oh, you see all kinds of shit, not just that. Brayden sees the okay. sword on the ground with a sword. I grab the sword. You notice as you kind of survey around the room, up by where the throne was at, there's a couple things laying on like the stage that it's sitting on. Uh, you make your way over, and you find a nice quarterstaff. It's pretty, pretty dope looking. Uh, this is a homebrewed thing that I made for you. It's called the Quarterstaff of the Flame. If you activate it, it does an additional D6 of fire damage on a hit. Uh, it contains one charge of fireball, which is the third level spell. It does 3D10 damage that regens after a long rest. Uh, you find this. It's a super nice Quarterstaff. It's got like flames etched into the side of it that are resin epoxy red. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, you also find on this stage a small, just plain-ass gold ring and another just kind of plain-ass gold ring. Uh, one of these is the Ring of Understanding. I homebrewed this for Nate. This, you can pick a language you don't already know and gain the ability to understand it, read it, write it, and speak it. Um, um, this is for you. I- you can talk to Baby Juice. 
Um, and then on this stage for Travis is the Ring of Evasion. I didn't homebrew anything for you because I had something for you and then I forgot that you have a packed weapon. Uh, so this ring has three charges. It regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. When you fail a dex save while you're wearing it, you can use your reaction to expend one of its charges to succeed instead of fail. Um, Brayden, you approach this dead-ass skeleton who's just turned to ash and pick up his sword. As you kind of survey the sword, you look closer to the, like, the bottom of the blade where the, the guard would be, not the hilt. Okay. Um, you see etched in the blade is the word Greta. Um, this is also homebrewed. It was once a finely crafted, gorgeous sword, um, but after years at the side of the king, it's battle-worn and blemished. It has a vein of icy blue running up the center of the blade uh, and does an additional 2d4 of cold damage. This is a long sword, so you can swap mm-hmm. out your current long sword with that. Um, use your modifiers and stuff. Now you can pick up the crown. Yeah, okay. I'll send that in the chat so everybody has it. It's a crown. Uh, you pass out these these dope things. I have a thing for Ben too, but he's not here, so we'll deal with that later. Uh, you pass out these dope things, walk back over to the center of the room and pick up the crown from where this uh, slain king is, and you guys immediately teleport back into the room underwater where you push the button and grab the crown to begin with. I swim to the surface. Okay. Uh, I assume you all do. So everybody heads up to the top and climbs back aboard the ship. Uh, as you guys are kind of catching your breath, why don't you all roll me a perception check? Big sad. Ah. Uh, dirty 20. Seven. Uh, the dirty 20, you notice that as you guys made your way back towards the ship, there are some creatures swimming around in the water. And the surface agitation of you guys climbing out of the water and onto the ship has drawn their attention. And headed towards you guys is a rowdy group of Saugen? Oh, I so uh, thought you were going to say octopuses. No. Uh, and Octopi, excuse me. Everybody, Octopus. go ahead and roll me initiative again. God damn it. Where we're going to end for the bit. 